welcome to Sounding Out Horsham. I'm Anna. And I'm Emma. And as you listeners will know, Sounding Out Horsham is all about people associated with Horsham. And um, we're always really keen to find out more about uh, what makes people tick and what's going on around the town. And community groups are often uh, an area that, that comes up when we're researching different topics. And one organisation that's recently come into focus for us is the Women's Institute, mm-hmm. um, also known as the WI. I've definitely noticed the postbox toppers, um, the, the, they've been crocheted and they've been around the town. And um, also on my social media feed, I've noticed posts about WI groups. So I thought it'd be really interesting to find out a little bit more. Yeah, and uh, the postbox toppers, I think everyone in Horsham has probably seen them, but I didn't know that the Women's Institute were behind them. But I, I realise now that to many people, uh, the WI is associated may, maybe with uh, older ladies uh, doing craft and things like that. But actually, as we will find out, the WI is about so much more. It's for women of all ages and all backgrounds and education is a big thing um, for the WI and the organisation is behind lots of big and important campaigns. They've been campaigning for equal pay, um, Keep Britain Tidy, that group is uh, stems from an initiative by the WI. Um, a current campaign is on women and girls with ADHD, so they do a lot of varied work. And so we're sitting here today with two women from two of its branches, Pam Tedder, Mm. who's from Horsham, Normandy, and Katie Carter from Trafalgar Treasures. Um, Katie's also brought her baby daughter with her, so if you hear any any sounds in the background, um, that's a little one. Welcome to Standing Out Horsham. It's lovely to have you. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having us. So could you tell us what is the Women's Institute and what do you do here in Horsham? The Women's Institute started in Canada by Amelia Hoodless. She lost her young son because of contaminated milk. She hadn't realised the milk was contaminated. And so she set up a training programme for women to understand about the dangers which spread. And that idea spread throughout Canada. And then in 1915, it was brought to England and the government supported it during the First World War as a means of getting women into helping with the war effort. Okay. The first WA in England was set up in West Sussex in oh. Singleton. Oh, really? Oh, right. There was one in Wales before then, but I'm just saying the first one in England. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a country women's association to begin with. You couldn't set up a WA in Horsham initially because we were a town. It's only been for the last 50 years we've been able to set up WIs in Horsham. And the main premise of it is education. It's social and campaigning, but the whole charity side to it stresses the education side to it. And in what way does it do that? Well, we have to have an educational element in our programme. So recently we've learned about weather systems. We've learned crafts. We've been learning our bridge. There's all sorts of things that you learn. Mm-hmm. And it also has its campaigning side as well. And so how did it come to be in Horsham itself? How does it work in Horsham? Because I know that yeah. there's not just your two branches, are there? No, there's five WIs in Horsham. And each WI is completely different. If you go to a WI and you think it's not for you, try another one. They're all completely different. Horsham Normandy is different to Falgar Treasures. Very much so. You know, and, and that's the way it is. So how, how are they, would you say they're, they're different? Normandy meets in the daytime yes. and has 
um, probably a more stereotypical membership, I would have said. So think calendar girls or something like that. Trafalgar Treasures meets in an evening and our average age of a member is probably about 50. So we have people in their 30s, 40s, 50s and we've got a few that have retired. But most people are working or mums or working mums even. So yeah, hugely different. And how did you both, how and why did you both join at the Women's Institute? Maybe, do you want to start, Pam? I was already a member of the Women's Institute in Essex. And then I moved to Horsham. I knew nobody apart from my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I knew that if I joined the WI, I'd have a social circle. Yeah. And how about for you then? So about five years ago, um, one of the members of Normandy uh, had had quite a few inquiries from younger people uh, wanting to join the WI and she didn't feel it was a, a good WI for them. So this is what Pam was just saying about trying different WIs. So she set up an initial inquiry meeting uh, one evening. and I think there was over 100 people that came to sort of show and find out a little bit more. And from that, uh, Trafalgar Treasures was born. Um, Linda's actually a member of Trafalgar Treasures as well as a, a member of Normandy because you can be a member of two WIs. Oh, OK. And um, joined the committee from there to help deal with the programme of events that we, we do every year. And again, to meet meet some new friends, try some new activities. Did you already know about Women's Institute or did you? how did you find out about it? Um, my aunt's a member of the WI. Um, so I'd always had a little bit of inside information. She sometimes tells me that they've been on this trip or had this speaker and things. So I was aware of it, but I, to be honest, I didn't really know much about it. But it's it's amazing. It's a wonderful place to go to meet people. It's We try something new pretty much every month. Um, I don't think for the four and a half years that we've actually been going, we've never had the same meeting twice. Um, and it's it's just really nice to get out of the house, do something different. And so how many members do each of your... Um, respective branches have? We've got in the upper 50s at the moment. Uh, I can't give you an exact number because we're still increasing. Ah, that's great. And you're obviously, it's a much newer branch. How many members do you have? So we've got between probably 30 and 35. And typically we would have um, a couple of guests come to each meeting. And quite often, because it's so welcoming, um, we get those guests to join us as well as members. Mm. How do people become members of WI? So if I wanted to come and join, um, can I just come and come along? What's, just what's come it? along, come along yeah. to a meeting, see if you like it. As I've said, every WI is different. So I wouldn't encourage you to join on your first meeting. Because <laughs> maybe at the end of the first me, meeting. Maybe the, <laughs> and we, we, we have that. We yeah. have people who are asking for the papers at the end of the first meeting. But we tend to say, come again. See the other things that we have on offer. And we also always in the area in case there's another one that may be a better fit for them. So when we were talking a bit before, we were talking about how many, many people see maybe the Women's Institute as a bit old fashioned, maybe for this Housewives Association. It is absolutely (laughs) not. Tell us why. Well, I'll give you an example. I can tell you of a member who's in her 90s. She's president of a WI. But you would never have called her a housewife because she's the queen. Okay. Uh, There are seven WIs set up in prisons. There are WI. There are workplace WIs, which are been organised. These are not housewife organisations. A lot of the initial instigators of the WIs were members of the women's suffrage movement. Don't forget, it was set up before we had the vote. And women were encouraged right from the very beginning 
to practice democracy and get into the idea of voting and sharing ideas. The idea was to give women a voice. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with being housewives. And you also said that, uh, from your perspective, Women's Institute is definitely a feminist. It's the largest feminist organisation in the United Kingdom. We work for women, we campaign for women. Did you know that we campaigned for equal pay for women in 1943? I did read that, that, yes, that was our, yes. That was one of our... Yeah, we were the first people to ask for it. If you look back through our list of campaigns... We've been very progressive. We were talking about plastics in the oceans long before it hit the mainstream. We're campaigning, we're thinking about what affects our members' lives. I think it has that perception, doesn't it? So you mentioned earlier, uh, Katie, the Calendar Girls film in 2003, and there's this perception that it is old-fashioned and uh, it's all jam and Jerusalem, using that phrase. But how are you kind of working to bust that myth of it being... I think certainly Ladies meeting. Trafalgar Treasures probably does just because of its membership. So when I say to people I'm part of a WI, they look at me as if to say, are you mad? Like you're not over 70 or whatever age they think you need to be. Um, but it, it's not an age thing. It is mostly, well, she said, it's education, but it's yeah. social. It's going yeah. and learning yeah. something new. We've had speakers come into Trafalgar Treasures on all sorts of different yeah. topics, and some of them aren't what I would have said was my cup of tea, but I've learned something every single time. A couple of months ago, we had someone called, I think it was the title was Ice Cream Castles in the Sky. It was all about cloud formation, yeah. but it was fascinating. Yeah. So very much about education, you say, and I think when I read about uh, on on uh, the Women's Institute's homepage under mission, it says that the Women's Institute is here to inspire you. It's everything you want it to be, and it is what you make of it. It's so exact. basically, it can be whatever. It yeah. can be anything, and and you said that the different the five different branches here in Horsham are quite different. So mm. you yeah, could you give some more examples of, of the different activities that you do in yeah. say in Trafalgar Treasures that you are? So we try and have a, a mixed programme. So we would have crafts, um, we do mm. activities. So we've had Ciroc dancing, we've done uh, self-defence, we've done belly dancing um, and then we have some speakers and they can be on a, a range of topics. So, so we had a weatherman, uh, we've had Jeremy Quinn, our MP, come in okay. and talk about um, Parliament, which was again fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had photographers come in and talk. Just, I mean, anything, anything that somebody knows somebody or you're interested in, we can we can make it work. We can find out a bit more, um, and we would encourage our members to sort of say, "Oh, could we have a talk on this? Or could mm. we try this?" Or yeah. um, there's nothing that's off limits. And then one important thing you do that we also touched upon is that you have various campaigns. Could you tell us a bit a bit about the different campaigns that stem from Women's Institute and maybe that stem from your branches here in Horsham? Um, there's a regular campaign every February called Show the Love. Uh, it's not just a WI campaign, it's part of the Climate Coalition. But we, the WI is part of the Climate Coalition. So Show the Love is Green Hearts and we make Green Hearts and we send them to our MP. From there... Um, 18 months ago, I organised an online Zoom session with Jeremy Quinn to come and talk to women. So we had all the different WIs in the area joining, not just in Horsham, but around. So, And we gave him a grill in then. Yeah. Which, <laughs> but he did come back with answers. Yeah. I repeated that this February. We went in person and spoke to him about various things to do with the climate. And you never know 
how successful you've been with a campaign because you don't often get a result immediately. Mm-hmm. But what I can say is, when we went in February and we spoke to him and we made a suggestion about something, about supporting a certain bill, and he said that he didn't think it was possible. I went back with a separate climate lobby recently and he's now changed his mind about that. And apparently it's because we planted the seed. And hopefully in the future we're going to have more renewable energy available in Horsham. Brilliant. That's great. And you were saying, um, Katie, you were saying about how you actually vote on campaigns that organically come from members of the WI that suggested. Tell us a bit how, how that works. Yes, so every year the WI support a campaign and it starts in the grassroots of a WI. So any WI member can submit an idea uh, to the national WI um, for what a campaign that we could adopt. Uh, they get whittled down to about five to eight of them and they get put out to the WIs to vote and they get shortlisted down to one or two. And then every year in May, we all, as a w, each WI discusses those resolutions, we call them, um, and we say the pros, the cons, how we could support it, and then we vote as to whether it's something that we think, as WIs, we would like to take on board. And then the national WI choose whether, or take on board what everybody said and whether that um, campaign is adopted. So as Pam said, we've had Plastic Soup, we've had Show the Love, uh, we've had Mental Health. Uh, This year's um, campaign that's just been adopted is about ADHD being underdiagnosed in women and children, or women and girls. Um, So there's a whole scope of different things. Um, And yeah, it starts with a member saying, I think we should campaign on this. And a campaign never ends. People get confused because we start a new campaign every year, but it doesn't mean that the old campaign is finished. We continue campaigning okay. on things. So there's a campaign about awareness of cervical cancer. Yeah. We hold one of our craft groups in John Lewis once a month, and we've been in talks there about putting information in their toilets there about cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we also took part in the Time Is Now campaign, which was the largest mass lobby of Parliament. And we lined up all on the Surrey side of the Thames and had um, (coughs) alarm clocks. (laughs) We got MPs ferried out to talk to their different constituents to get them to talk about climate change. We do a lot of campaigning on climate change. Yes. And I've seen, actually, that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about, was the uh, Horsham Normandy. You crochet those wonderful post-box toppers that we've seen around. And I remember seeing one near my children's school that was... um, I think it was for Earth Day. It certainly had fish in a net. I think that was probably for the COP26. Okay, so tell us, I'm probably asking two different questions here, but tell us a bit more about the crochet and, and also your interest in climate. Well, the postbox toppers came about because um, we also take part in the Great Big Green Week, which is another climate awareness week. And last year, we put pom-poms in the park so we we have a tree. We have a WI tree in the Human Nature Garden, oh, do you? which we planted mm. before I was with Horsham Normandy, and it's growing nicely. But we decorated this tree with pom-poms in the shape of birds and bees <coughs> oh, and things like that and put a, an explanation saying that we wanted people to be aware this is what could be lost mm. due to climate change. Mm-hmm. It was a fun thing to do. The local nursery used to take their children along to see it, because it was a fun thing to do. But then we had these pom-poms left over, and we're the WO and we don't throw things away. So it had to be <laughs> recycled. 
And so we thought, oh, we'll make some toppers. <laughs> but they also fed into the idea uh, because COP26 was coming up. And so we made these toppers and we embroidered envelopes that went with them to the leaders at the COP26, I, yeah. asking them to act on climate change. And we'd enjoy doing that. <laughs> How many postbox toppers have you produced in autumn? I couldn't answer that, to be honest. After we did the COP26, we thought we'd have a go at doing some for Christmas because people had enjoyed yeah. the postbox mm. toppers. Mm-hmm. And we thought, yeah, we can do for Christmas. And then we thought, well, it'd be nice if we could actually raise some money from them at Christmas. Christmas is a time for giving back to people yeah. who have less than you. And so that's when we decided we approached Horsham Matters. We raised two and a half thousand pounds. Wow. I yeah. saw the, the tag saying, yeah. if you like these, donate. Yeah, so so we were really point. pleased. And we put 14 toppers out for them. Then we put toppers out for Show the Love. Then we put toppers out for Easter. Then we, put, <laughs> <laughs> then we were approached by um, the Alzheimer's Society. So we put some out for Dementia Awareness Week. We've been approached by the Royal British Legion. We put out a remembrance topper last year, just a quick one. Yeah. But we've been approached by the Royal British Legion if we would create uh, poppies for sale and also toppers. So we're in the process of crocheting poppies and poppies and poppies. (laughs) And we did the Jubilee ones as well. Oh, yes. So I remember seeing those. And does everyone in the the group get crocheting? No, no. Well, we have a separate craft group. We don't do craft within our meetings okay because not everybody within the wi wants to do craft you know you can be a member of the wi and not be able to craft not be able to cook definitely don't make jam okay (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to do any of that and to be a a very active member of the wi and we have people so you have to take account of that so for those of us that want to do crafting we have a separate craft group okay Mm. okay and is craft part of Trafalgar Treasures? We do try crafts. Um, as I say, we, we're quite a lot younger, so we uh, often call on Normandy to come in and help. <laughs> so they get a little phone call saying, oh, we want to have a try at knitting or something like that. And uh, some of their lovely members come down and help us uh, attempt to sew or knit or crochet. Um, and yet we, we try something new every month. But if there are certain things, like we have got a book group, for example. Yeah. Um, we've also got a craft group or a knit and natter uh, that meet. And as Pam says, any kind of interest like that, you set up what they call subgroups. So you can meet independently of the actual monthly meetings. So it serves as a kind of, you've got the overall branch, but then you, you branch off with other things. But I suppose you're just working out what people like to do and then you're meeting those yeah, needs. Absolutely. It's, so it's led and by the members. A meeting once a month is lovely, and it, as I said, it's lovely to get out of the house, but you can't form friendships seeing someone once every 30 days. No. It, that's not how it works. So if you set up, if you've got an interest, um, so we were all sat around my house the other day, knitting away, having tea and cake, obviously, and um, having a good chat about, I couldn't even tell you what we were talking about, but that's how you form friendships, is by spending time with people. So it's those groups that you get to know better, because you can't possibly speak to all 30, 35, or in your case, 55 members in a meeting. Yeah, I have a question. I'm just thinking how to formulate it in a good way, but it's um, the way we said it has this uh, perception maybe of being seen as a a housewives club, which yeah. you have yeah. explained now that yeah. it's not. But it's also 
uh, what you were saying earlier is that I mean, even if you're yeah. home working, it's you're working, right? Yes. It's just yeah. that it's unpaid work. Yeah. And so I'm just wondering, does the Women's Institute do you work with these bigger questions as well? With I don't know, changing society in a more equal way, or uh, advocating for more childcare, or things like yes, that. Yes, if you look, if you look back through our lists of campaigns, childcare has been prominent mm. among them for a long time. Uh, we're very much into helping society. Um, one of the perceptions that people had about the Women's Institute for a while was that it was full of bossy ladies. I can't think where they got the idea from. But, <laughs> but one of our campaigns was on proving housing in the countryside. Housing was in a really bad state. I mean, we think it's bad now. It was really bad then. And some of the Women's Institute members went into homes to look to get evidence. Now, you can imagine how well this went down. <laughs> <laughs> with people but they were trying they were trying to improve things so there's there's always a kind of positive yeah. reason yes um, but i guess sometimes maybe sometimes it sometimes is. it's not what we do now it's not us now okay but it's i don't know it's like an, a club i'll give you an example i went on a million women's rise march do you know what women i don't a million women's rise is a march that's held yearly against uh, domestic violence, right? And uh, the person I normally went on these marches with couldn't go with me that time. And I went up and there was Hackney's, Hackney WI, with a banner. I knew where to go because I knew immediately they were members of the WI and I could join with them and they, I'd be with people that I felt happy and safe with. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's a club of women who do... All so- women do all sorts of things. Yeah. We've got a- one of our members was in Iraq looking for oil in the 30s. Wow. We've got people that have been all over the world. Women have wonderful stories, if only you'll listen to them. Yes. Well, that's exactly what we try and do here is, is yeah. highlight those yeah. stories. And I think um, the one of the reasons we wanted to, to do this podcast with you is to... Um, you know, highlight what the WA does because I, I see bits on my social media feed come up, and but it's quite nice to I think bust those myths, isn't it, about what you do? And it's incredible the range of campaigning you do, and we also education. help the, we also help the local society, local community. people. Yeah, community. Thank you. <laughs> um, we knit for prenatal, premature children. Yeah, mm-hmm. and dementia cuffs make dementia mats. And we've made quilts for the Women's Refuge. And we do comfort bags for people going into hospitals. So there's a bag ready with toothpaste and things like that. People wouldn't necessarily have them when they go in and we did emergency. So we do all sorts of things like that as well. In the pandemic, we made scrubs and hats and bags. The WI got together and we collected together unwanted cotton duvets. And then we turned them into scrubs and we made masks and things like that. Yeah. to donate so we do practical things as well so you represent two of the five branches here in Horsham do you know could you tell us a bit about what the others do do you know the other branches I don't know the other ones in Horsham oh. but I know that there are other ones when Trafalgar Treasures formed from that initial meeting mm. there were branches that got um, formed in Slimfold Southwater uh, Broadbridge already has a daytime one but they formed an evening one Broadbridge bombshells mm. Um, so as Pam said, there's just so many around the area to find one that's on a day of the week that fits you, a time that fits you, with people that fit you. There are so many out there. 
So for somebody who might be new in town or don't know, you would. It sounds like you would really encourage yeah. encourage them to get yeah. in touch. Absolutely. How can they, if they were in that situation, like Alice said, how can they find out more? Where do they go to get the information? Know when you meet and where. So for Trafalgar Treasures, um, we have a Facebook page where we publicise uh, all our meetings. Um, I don't know where do you. We have a website, Horsham Normandy WI. Well, all the information is listed on there. And I think right. if you go onto the National WI website, you can then search your local area to find the, the yeah. WIs that are near you. But use the map, because Trafalgar Treasures wouldn't show up. It's what I found when I was searching WIs when I moved to the area. So we have um, a WI in the area called Roffey Greenfields. Mm-hmm. Brilliant WI that meets in the evening in Roffey. But it didn't show up, so go by the map All right. for it. One important question. Um, so you're quite often meeting in churches, right? We are non-religious. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You're not affiliated to any religion. No religion whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> so you can be an atheist and join. Yes. Or a yeah. Jew or Muslim. Or I think whatever. the only meeting it's church halls is that they're available right. for yeah. hire. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. And some of them meet in schools. Okay. Um, so yeah. it's just it's a building that we need to uh, yeah that's something so I'm from Sweden as you know but I've, I've realised that church halls are really used widely for all sorts of things in this country yeah. and if you're not used to it it might be a bit and if you're not Christian or religious it might feel a bit awkward to come to a church I, I for, but it's just it's just a place it is just yes. we place. meet in um, Holy Trinity's church hall mm-hmm. uh, they run toddler groups there they obviously do their church activities there. They have um, children's parties there. I mean, it's just, it's a hall. Yes. It's just yeah, it's a, place, a hall yeah. that is attached yeah. to a church. Yeah. We are non-religious, non-political. Non-political, that's a good point as well. Okay, we're not affiliated to any political society. And uh, we also keep politics completely out All right. of WI. Mm. So... We engage with government, we campaign with government, but not in, not with political parties. Not in a political way, yeah. You know, there's a difference. That's interesting. And um, how are we funded? We fund ourselves. Well, um, so to join the WI this year, it costs £44, and that gets you 11 meetings. Um, and then we have uh, raffles and cake sales mm. and fundraising, book sales... Mm. Well, you know, you name it. We can we can think up whatever to do mm. to raise money, but we are self funded, yeah. and half of the money that you pay for your subscription goes back to the national WI to help them fund their campaigns and things like that. So we are left with twenty two pounds per member, um, to put on our program of events. Wow! And so if you pay your, once you paid your forty four pounds, you should be able to go to eleven meetings with no other cost at all. Okay, so you know maybe you, tea and coffee. Yeah, but, 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 yeah. So, and it's just a very classic. You, you do a lot of charitable work. Are you are you a charity? Yeah, You're a charity. charity. Yes. And we're bound by the charity commission rules right. as well, which limits things we can fundraise for. So we can't fundraise for national charities. We can only fund fundraise for local charities, and for things that benefit women and things like that. You know, there are, there are limits. Um, we haven't spoken about Denman. No. Which is, uh, Denman was a wonderful um, concept. It was originally viewed as a people's college before the Open University. 
And the idea being that people could go there and learn. You could learn housewife skills. You could also learn uh, so about socialism and um, all sorts of things like that. It, it covered a wide range of things. And they put, they, members put the club together and they bought this house in the opposite countryside. And it was a college where women could go and just have time away from their families. Now Denman's online. So anybody can access Denman online. So there's courses about history, geography, craft. So that ties into the e e education ethos yeah, exactly, of exactly. Uh, WI. So it has to keep going yeah. with that. But Denman was a vital thing. Denman is named after Lady Denman, Trudy Denman, who was one of the first founders of the WI. She had been a suffragette. And she set up some of the first rules of the WI. One of the best things that they have is about tea, right? Or English, it's tea. Mm. Tea you drink. Tea you drink. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There has to be refreshments. And everybody has to take their turn at serving tea. Right. It's, and now it's a, it's actually a great way to get to yeah. meet people and speak to them because when you're waiting yeah. for the tea to brew exactly. or pouring the cup and things, you get to actually chat to your fellow members and get to know them a bit better. Exactly. So everyone likes a cup of tea. Well, yes. not everyone oh, likes a cup of tea. You well, can have coffee. Drink. Well. You can have coffee. <laughs> Everyone's got to have a drink. Yeah, you have a drink. <laughs> yeah, and cake at all if possible. Cake oh, that sounds good. Yes. So I don't think uh, I'm. I'm not sure whether we asked you in the beginning, but how long have each of your branches been set up? Trafalgar Treasure's initial uh, launch meeting was in the autumn of 2017. So, yeah, about yeah. four and a half years. Yeah. And two or two and a half of those were during COVID. Yes, so again, like Pam's WI, we, we met online. So uh, we had quizzes and crafts and speakers and things online. So we were still having contact with people, but it was very different. So yes, pretty much half of our time yeah. has been during lockdown. And you? We were formed in 1985, I believe. Okay, I keep getting the date wrong. <laughs> but round about that time. We're called Horsham Normandy because we were originally formed in the Normandy Centre. The Den church. Down Den Road. Yes. yes, but we've had several places we've stayed since then. <laughs> but at the moment, we're in the URC church. Oh, great. What's the biggest... What, why, why do you enjoy being part of Women's Institute? The people. Yeah. The members, the friendships that you make, the speakers that come in. The wonderful women that I've met, the stories that I've heard, the friendships. You can't beat it, I'm sorry. You just... I know I can go into Horsham and there'll be somebody I can meet and talk to, I can go and have a coffee with. Yeah. There's somebody who's been through the same experience as me if I'm having a bad day with something, you know? And they're prepared to accept me as I am, which is important. Yes. Oh, sounds great. Sounds uh, there seems to be many benefits from being part of WI. Yeah, and you seem very welcoming to and open to everyone. That's if you're the, the female, motto. you yeah. can come. Yeah, if you're female, you can come. Do you yeah. know we have a member in our WI? Uh, they were a husband and wife, and the husband transitioned, so they're now both members of the WI. Okay, so wow. so that's not in trans, our WI. That's in another WI. But if you are trans, yeah. You There's can, no problem. You can attend as long as you're identifying as being. Yeah, we have a diversity policy. Uh, we have WIs that take part in Pride regularly. You know, this is a big thing for us. Amazing. Thanks. I don't know about you, Anna. I know you, you hadn't you hadn't really heard the WI as something is such no. a British thing, but I mean, I certainly didn't know everything that you've you've told us about. It's been fascinating. Thank oh, can I mention Jerusalem? Yes. Because not all WIs sing Jerusalem. We don't. No, no. And that's up to each WI to decide 
we do sing Jerusalem. And I've had people say to me, it's a hymn and you're non-religious. Jerusalem is not a hymn. Jerusalem is an anthem. And the difference is a hymn praises God and an anthem doesn't. Jerusalem was written. Now, this is the reason I particularly love Jerusalem. Uh, it was put to music by Parry and it was first sung by the Women's Suffrage Society in 1917, I believe. And it wasn't until 1924 it was taken on by the Women's Institute. And it says in there about creating a green and pleasant land, you know, fighting for justice. It's an anthem about fighting for getting things right. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks for uh, explaining that. Sorry. (laughs) No. Thanks for coming to speak to us. It's been great and it's been fascinating learning about all the work that the WI does. I agree. I've learned so much. I've never heard of it before, like Emma said. But, yeah, do you want to tell us a bit more now um, what's on your agenda? We have Um, uh, a murder mystery coming up. This is Horsham Normandy. This is Horsham Normandy. Uh, We have a murder mystery whereby uh, an author takes real-life murder mysteries that have not been solved, and she puts all the facts before us, and we try to decide who might have been the culprit. Wow. We've We've had her twice before. She's very popular. When is this happening? That is in September. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, St Catherine's Hospice coming to talk to us in October about their work, etc. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a couple of things that we have got yeah. coming up. And when do you about... meet, Pam? We meet on the third <coughs> Thursday of each month, starting at 10 o'clock, 10 till 12, in the United Reformed Church in Springfield Road. That's right. And how about you, Kate? So we have got uh, a mindfulness talk and practical. I think we're going to be zenning out for a little bit uh, in September and then we are um, meeting with the YMCA to see how we can support them in October. Uh, So that's the next couple of months for us. So we meet the second Friday evening of every month at 7.45 for an 8 o'clock start at Holy Trinity Church Hall in Russians Road in Horsham. And if you're interested, I recommend uh, obviously go along and and meet meet Pam and Katie and and the other members. It sounds great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Sounding Out Horsham. If you have feedback on this episode or would like to suggest future topics for us to cover or people for us to speak to, you can reach us on social media via Twitter at SO Horsham or Facebook. Just search for Sounding Out Horsham. Or you can email us at sohorsham at gmail.com. That's the letters sohorsham at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed listening and want to support what we do, we'd also love to get a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And make sure you're following us so you don't miss our next episode.